was Kim Petrus and Sophie with one, two, three days off. Um, opening the show, of course, with the late Sophie. Anyway, you are listening to Are You Two with Eva O'Byrne and Lucy Holmes, or Lucy Holmes and Eva O'Byrne, depending which way you like us. Happy Tuesday. It has been a long week and it's only Tuesday. So. Well, happy Pancake Tuesday. We have to be great for everyone. My favorite uh, phrase at the moment is call a spade a spade. And even though it's been a long Tuesday, at least it was Pancake Tuesday. So, you know, exactly. more time. Exactly. I, have, I have a cute, cute little story for Shrove Tuesday. So, Tuesday is by far my heaviest days for lectures. Like I am in lecture one after another, after another, after another. Um, and I was sitting in a socially engaged practices lecture, lecture of all things. And I could hear my housemates making pancakes and I was getting really sad. I was like, oh guys, like, and it smelled so good. And I was halfway through the lecture and I was sitting in our living room and someone knocks on the door. And my housemate had made me pancakes while I was in the lecture, which is so sweet. But also, like, this was like, like, a lot of drama lectures are very much like camera on, like you're in the room, you're talking, you're chatting. So I was there like trying to sneak pancake without anyone noticing. But it was really nice. It was a really good pancake as well. Um, Oh, I'm just, I'm happy just thinking about it. That's so cute because like, Oh gosh, no, because today I attempted to make pink pancakes. It was Ooh, not very successful. Uh, I was on the DU Players live stream with Gabby actually, and we made pancakes live on air. It was pretty fun, I can't lie. Um, but yeah, no, because like it just feels so weird to be back in college, and the workload just seems to be getting heavier. And yeah, it's just not, we're not vibing. It's not a fun time for either of us right now, to be honest. Um, but yeah, we're kind of shaking it up this week in terms of a topic, aren't we? Yeah, so um, we're talking about a topic that is very close to my heart. Anyone that knows me knows that I have gone on rants about this. We are talking about girl bosses. Girl boss culture, girl bossing, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. all of that good, wonderful, interesting, fun, funky stuff. Um, and we asked a lot of questions on our Instagram and it has been a while since we've got, like, some weeks we will get, like, two people replying to our stickers. This week, w- so many people have opinions on girl bosses. And I love it. It was so nice to see, like, people, like, messaging us and, like, replying to our little, you know, the little answer boxes on Instagram. We got so much engagement. Because I, like, I was saying this to Eva before the show. I'm very opinionated. I just am. That's just a fact of life. And I'm very opinionated about girl boss culture. And in my brain, I was like, well, no one else really cares about this. This is this will just be like a throwaway episode. We're not going to get much engagement. Oh, my God. I have never been more wrong in my life. For those who don't know what a girl boss is. So basically, um, the actual phrase girl boss was popularized by Sophia Amoruso, who is the founder of Nasty Gal. Um, And a girl boss is technically defined as a confident, capable woman who pursues her own ambitions instead of working for others or otherwise settling in life. Um, And despite the name, a girl boss does not necessarily own their own business. According to the Urban Dictionary, a girl boss is a female, not yet a woman, with no particular talent or skill set, but eager to gain a lot of Instagram followers, money and fame. And so it's kind of really weird how even within society like obviously has the professional definition and then you have like the more colloquial one and a girl boss was initially like back in 2014 um like 2014 to 2015 was like the golden age of being a girl boss um and this was i don't know it was just really it's we all have a complicated relationship i think with the word because we want to be told that we're capable of being a leader and being successful but yeah I, the phrase girl boss personally makes me feel really uncomfortable because it's like why do you have to put my gender in front of what my my potential occupation could be yeah. you know and like, i think, why, why I think the thing is i think the thing is and i think i want to make very clear in this episode is that i am in no way and i want to make this very very clear i am no way shitting on people that i identify as girl bosses if that is what finds you embarrassing if embarrassing empowering i'm so sorry that was a bit of a freudian slip if that is what 
makes you feel empowered if that is what gets you out of bed in the morning if that is how you describe yourselves good for you good for you and i genuinely mean that but in this episode we are focusing much more on the kind of toxic side of this culture because on the outside it does seem like a very lovely idea women supporting women women being powerful what more could you want but in reality a lot of us know and a lot of us have experienced that girl boss culture is just not like that um and the thing is is that the reason it rubs me up the wrong way and it's kind of the same as eva is that if i am a boss i am just a boss if i am ceo of the company i am just ceo of the company i'm not girl boss i'm not girl ceo i'm not girl power i am just i'm doing my job it's like a gender shouldn't be a thing that comes into it and i know gender is a thing that comes into it which is really really frustrating but i feel like that's why a lot of people don't like the phrase girl boss because they're like can i not can i not just be a boss and it the thing that rubs me up the wrong way as well and it's not just limited girl boss i see it a lot like female playwright or female director and i'm like that's just a playwright that's just a director i i'd like i I don't know why because you would never ever ever say male director you would never ever say male playwright and i think that i think the reason it bothers me so much is because it insinuates that men in these jobs is the status quo and uh, like yeah women is the weird the, the weird thing it's an anomaly so we have to label it as such we have to label it as yeah. women and it, like it, it feels very millennial like it's very millennial type speak in the sense that like things are kind of a anomaly for them for women to suddenly be in massive corporate roles in a way and you know you got the the devil wears prada kind of narrative of throughout the 90s of like oh well women were were you know super cool and everything for for being in managerial and um kind of admin style roles but it's just kind of morphed into this really annoying stereotype of well like is she a successful woman or is she just a woman in a in a particular position within a company you know just because a person makes a lot of money does not necessarily make them like you know technically successful within their lives there's a lot of things that are just brought up where it's just like you know, maybe girl boss feminism or the phrase girl boss was meant to highlight femininity because that often isn't really seen within uh, like corporate roles. Like if you're being, if you're feminine or emotional, it's kind of discouraged. And I can kind of see people who like the phrase girl boss could maybe pander to that. But at the end of the day, it's just like it feels weird to say girl instead of woman. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not, you know, adult woman boss. It's, it's, you know, you're a girl. You're not really that experienced in this world. See, the thing is, I I have so many opinions about the phrase girl boss. And um, if anyone knows anything about me, I am very interested in a lot of, like, I am almost like stereotypical college student. I find gender studies fascinating. And, like, you can go and say, oh, you're just a mad feminist and completely dismiss everything I say. And that's fine. Do that. But I think gender as a construct, gender as a performance is such an interesting thing to talk about. How things are labelled, how things exist, I think it's fascinating. And I've spent a lot of time um, reading one of the leading queer theorists ever, Judith Butler. And if you are in any way interested in gender studies or gender roles or anything like that, I would definitely recommend Judith Butler. I don't know if Judith Butler would be the first one to go to because she's quite like heavy and wordy she is quite accessible compared to a lot of other academic texts but i don't know if it would be the first one i'd go to but anyway that aside butler makes some really interesting points um in her book called gender trouble um and she talks about how male denotes basically the status quo and female denotes the lack thereof and i think there's something really interesting about that and that's why we see things in language such as girl boss such as female x female y rather than just referring to them as the title or job that they are and like i see it a lot like when women are reported doing jobs it's always woman astronaut or a woman banker or whatever i'm just using random jobs i don't know why banker came out there but anyway we're gonna go with it um i think the thing is is that it's because these jobs denote masculinity so Mm -hmm. and actually i got it i got a lot of people's opinions over on um our instagram at are you two in love or 
And I think someone put it really well. Girl boss implies that boss can't be a woman. That a girl boss... Yeah, like it's I, almost I like it's... a different brand of boss. Like, it's in its in particular... It's in its own category. And that category does not compare to, to men. I, I, like, I think that's why I'm fascinated with Judith, Judith Butler. Because Judith Butler unpicks language and pulls it apart. And talks about how um, a lot of our language is gendered. And phrases like girl boss insinuate that boss, the status quo, can only be men. It can only be men. So putting girl in front of it denotes something else. And I just think it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating that we can't see, like even now and today, we can't see women in positions of power. We have to explain that it's a woman boss, otherwise you'll walk into the room expecting a man. And there's something so weird to me about that. Yeah. But getting back to the Walking topic, in any room and expecting a, a male presence of authority to be there is really weird, you know? <laughs> Like that, we kind of like, and even like male, males, males in authority positions, I've noticed completely inadequate and don't know how to organize things. Like in my day to day life, like that's just what I've been experiencing. That men just often like they see themselves as leaders, but they actually don't want to put in all the work. And I keep going back to that saying that like, like, um, men will apply for a role or in the in the workplace if they have 60% of the qualifications while women will only apply if they think they have 100%. And it's just like how I wish I had the confidence of an average uh, white man most of the time, you know? It's just it's just ridiculous to the point of how much women kind of undersell themselves to the point where a lot of us indulged in girl boss feminism because we're like oh this can make us feel good about ourselves you know yeah and i think the thing is i think this is a huge problem within a lot of industries that women face um imposter syndrome at a lot higher rate than men do um, and there is statistics to support this but i don't have them to hand unfortunately i should have i should have brought these up and um, that's on me but it is kind of a known phenomenon that Women, we'll make a graphic about yeah, it. Women in, <laughs> like, in a lot of industries face imposter syndrome a lot more than men. And it's, it's no secret that like, a lot of women will have to work twice as hard to get, a pos- to, get to certain positions. And the thing is, girl bo- boss culture fascinates me so much because people will start labeling like, people like Kamala Harris as a girl, girl boss, boss. because she's a girl boss as well yeah because she's boss. in a position of power and i'm like first of all no second of all no well like stop it like it just okay to me it seems infantilizing why can't you just be a boss i mean i don't particularly love the word boss it's just a weird word to say but like why can't it just be a boss like that is what i genuinely can't wrap my head around why does there have to be an adjective before it? Because it's never boy boss. That just sounds weird. Like we should imagine... start commenting under our male friends' posts with boy boss, fire emoji, and see if they react. <laughs> like, imagine imagine your male friend ac- accomplishing something, and then you're just like, yes, male boss, boy boss. Like, and I think someone made a really interesting point to me. Um that if you are using language that is inherently gendered like yeah. or phrases that are inherently gendered like girl boss switch the gender does it sound weird if the answer is yes then the gender shouldn't be there at all and i thought that was a really good point because no one in the history of ever has genuinely said boy boss and been like this is it this is the empowering phrase but anyway back to our instagram we got a lot of engagement a lot of people had thoughts about this. I asked a lot. A lot. I mean, like a lot. Harder. Like we might have to make this a, a two part episode because we just got so many opinions and like we got actual like there were some people who within our audience who actually voted to say that they're comfortable with the phrase "girl boss" and that it did make them feel weird and things like that. But like I don't know because like we just seem pretty set in our ways but it's interesting maybe we should find one of our friends who who is like who thinks of themselves as a girl boss yeah and i think that's the thing that's the point like i said it at the start and i will say it again that if girl boss is what empowers you that is good for you that is like that is good for you and i'm not like i am not shitting on anyone's kind of like 
Like, if that is genuinely what they want to label themselves are, label themselves as even, wow, I can't speak today. If that is genuinely what they identify as and it makes them feel comfortable and makes them feel empowered, more power to you. If that's what gets you up, go for it. But, I like, I you're about like, to say if that's what gets you off. I mean, go for that as well, I guess. But that's just a little bit I weird. Just froze. <laughs> um, but, like, the thing is, is that I like I struggle with like very definitive labels anyway I don't know why they just make me feel weird if someone labeled me as something very specific I am like nope I'm not that I I'm not anything um, and that applies to the phrase girl boss as well but that's the thing is that if I hear someone refer to me like if I wrote a poem and someone referred to me as female poet mm-mm, I'm just a poet my gender has nothing to do with it my gender didn't determine the fact I was a poet I just write poetry because I have hands and a brain and sometimes I write words. Nothing to do with my gender. And I think the thing is, is that, yes, we can highlight the fact that gender sometimes plays into what we are writing. Maybe I'm writing a specific poem about my gender or about my experiences as a female, but I'm still just a poet. I'm a poet discussing femininity. I'm, I'm a poet discussing being female, but at the end of the day, I'm still just a poet. I'm not a female poet. I'm not you know I, I like I feel like I'm just repeating the same points over and over but like it really does irk me I am just doing my job my gender has nothing to do with it can we just move on you know that kind of way but anyway back to our Instagram because like I said people had yeah. thoughts Speaking on this amazing on. <laughs> um, one person said and I actually I, I didn't even think of this but it's a really good point it's very feminism for the 1% and often just pits women against each other which I do agree with I think it is very like it's in a very elite it's a very elite form of feminism I definitely agree with that and I think a lot of people don't understand that like there's this kind of stereotypical like burning bras feminism showing more skin feminism and I think like once again if that is what makes you feel empowered you go for it you do that and it is absolutely your right to do so but at the same time, you have to respect the people who find covering their body, who find like working in roles that maybe are traditionally seen as feminine. If that is what they find empowering, if that is what they want to do, it's about having the choice. It's about having the choice to do that. I'm not going to go shitting someone because they say, hey, I really want to be like, I don't know, a secretary. Because that actually, I think a secretary is a great, great example. Because people will often say like, are you not more ambitious? Do you not want to do more? But do you not want if, to be in a career that's not dominated by women? Like the thing is, is that if you, if someone asked you if you could do anything with your life, and the response you got was, "I want to be a secretary," then you go do that. Good for you. I don't understand why people have such a chip on their shoulder where it's like, "Well, you're not a real feminist if you aren't trying to be at the top, if you aren't trying to do this, if you aren't trying to do that." And I'm like, feminism is not about that. It's not about having the upper hand. It's about having the choice. For me, that's what it means personally. It's about having the choice to go and be whatever you want and not being restricted by your gender. It has nothing to do with being more powerful or more powerful than one gender or one gender is better than the other. It's nothing to do with that. It's about not being inhibited in any way, shape or form by your gender. And I think there's a distinction there. And I think a lot of people forget that. And they think that... And we often see it that feminism can very much be this one size fits all, which doesn't work. Different cultures, yeah, different because like there's women who want to go back to traditional roles because they're comfortable with them and it's what they like. Women who work in childcare and who are stay at home moms or teachers or nurses, they're allowed to want what they want and that is like kind of what feminism like that was the point of feminism for women to receive you know fair wages and fair opportunities so that if you wanted to go into a role say in teaching that you had just as much of a chance of becoming the principal of the school as say a male teacher would um i yeah it's just it's so weird how so often in life that we expect almost expect men to be in these like you know authoritative roles even when they're fully not capable most of the time they rely on their uh, lower female um assistance and then even like that's a trope in, in cinema where the, the, the female assistant is smarter and you know like, it, like i think i think i think the thing is we're definitely getting better at that i don't think that's the case everywhere i think there's definitely like 
people in positions of power that do their job well but there's also loads of people in positions of power that are awful at their job and rely on the people below them and it is a trope in cinema there's there's often the big boss and then the big boss relies on the secretary for absolutely everything and she's basically doing the job for him but i don't like i think the thing is is that sometimes i think people can just be inept at their job to say a woman can't go and be at the top and still be inept um i'm not true i'm not i'm not i'm not going to say any names i'm not going to say any names definitely not thinking of the maggie thatcher girl boss meme anyway moving on (laughs) we have to assume that women have the right to be inept as well as a woman who is inept as someone who goes by they as well i am fully inept (laughs) i am inept at most things but yeah we'll talk about the instagram statistic before we put into like our first song of the show so lucy give me the lowdown what was happening on the instagram so people were also saying a lot of people were kind of agreeing what i was saying um, someone said, I think it applies the boss is a separate term for men only and women can only hope to be girl bosses and therefore still less than a boss. I don't know, I suppose it's subjective, but my initial reaction to the term is always to wince. And I agree with that. Like it does insinuate that a girl boss is lesser than a boss. You're not fully a boss. There has to be an adjective there before it. Someone else said it creates a sense that women have to be successful to be powerful. Which I think is very interesting because girl boss culture is very much like, come on girls, you've got to work hard in this capitalist society. And the thing about girl boss culture is that it often forces this idea that you have to be exactly like a man in order to succeed. And yeah. That I like Once again, I think the point of feminism for me is that no one has to be like anyone. Gender doesn't come into it. And, you know, I can't, it's not something I can say like very eloquently. I wish I could explain exactly what feminism means to me what it means in my brain i can't my brain doesn't work like that but it's not like i said before it's not a case of women being the most powerful things ever and that's how they prove their feminism it's about people not being hindered by their gender which i think is so important and and that goes in reverse for like men being able to talk about their mental health and the problem is that a lot of these problems stem from the fact that patriarchy and, yeah. and toxic male roles that exist within society. I, I think the thing is, is that like it's very important to highlight that yes, the patriarchy also negatively affects men. But the point about the patriarchy negatively affecting men doesn't always recognize why it does so. The reason it negatively <laughs> affects men is because certain things are associated with femininity, and femininity is mm-hmm. associated with being weak. And once again, if you want, if you want more reading on this, go read Judith Butler's Gender Troubles. She explains it go much read better than Lucy's I do. Reading list for yeah. this podcast. Um, like she explains it so much better than I do. Like I'm not these. I promise my points are grounded. But the thing is, femininity is like a lot of things are associated with femininity. A lot of things are associated with masculinity. But the one that's mm-hmm. associated with femininity is the lack of masculinity. And where masculinity um, is seen yeah, as the- strong, femininity is seen as weak. And things such as sharing or even their emotions. Or sickness. And, you know, it's it, it, like if you are anyway feminine, you're seen as more likely to be sick and weak and like uh, susceptible to disease, which is really weird. I like, like, at the end of the day, when you think about it. The thing is, is that like femininity and weakness are like the kind of associations with them are interlinked. They're obviously not actually interlinked, but how are system is built is that we are ingrained with the belief that anything that is not masculine is weak and that is where like something like talking about your emotions is seen as a feminine thing it is seen as being weak you are seen as being feminine and therefore you are not masculine you are the lack of masculinity so the problems we face with men and i think they are very 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 important to talk about but I also think it's important that we highlight that they do stem from a kind of, I don't want to say hatred, but a distaste towards femininity. That these problems wouldn't exist if we had embraced kind of both kind of masculinity and femininity. Because I don't really want to like start talking in a very like binary gendered, like male and female because i feel like it's a lot more fluid than that and i feel like masculinity and femininity exist but we still struggle to kind of accept those different aspects of us and i just Mm -hmm. think like i think it's like at the end of the day the patriarchy was built up to benefit men and for the most part it does but that doesn't mean it doesn't also negatively affect them 
yeah i'm just going in circles here i think at this point but anyway back to the back instagram, to the instagram. We said that at the same time. <laughs> great minds, great <laughs> minds think alike. Um, and actually, to get another person's point of view, someone said, girl boss equals powerful, determined woman who loves herself. And I think that's such a lovely idea. I think at the root of it, remove the whole girl boss concept from this consumerist idea that they have to sell things, they have to be powerful. Girl bosses, I think, originally were seen as women who were self-assured and just went off and did what they wanted. And I think in the past, it would have been very much a compliment to be called a girl boss because it's like, yes, you are going off and being powerful and determined and self-assured and you're not letting anyone stop you. But now I think that phrase has become so like convoluted and watered down that is now connotes something very different. Mm -hmm. Another person said, and I think this is another interesting point, like, the same points seem to keep cropping up, that it perpetuates the toxic yeah. idea we have to behave like men in business to gain any respect. And a female CAO can still be exploited, it doesn't matter if she is a hashtag girl boss. It upholds the toxic values of capitalism that are inherently misogynistic. Someone else said it harms the feminist movement, honestly. Feeds into capitalism and the patriarchy, totally agree. Someone said, sounds cringy, just be a boss at what you do. Which is something I completely agree with. I think... I just think like the fact that we have to differentiate and label and sub-label it's just when it comes like you're just a boss just do your job do your job well I think it very much like feeds into this like capitalist idea of what we have to be as humans and what we have to be as humans is this very like patriarchal male driven oh just mess Mess is the only word. Lucy generally looks so annoyed at the at the fact that she has to talk about girl boss feminism. Her head is in her hands in between each sentence, and I think now is the time. Let's give Lucy a break. Let's, give her a break. Let's, let's please cue a song. So cue, cue a song. Cue something by the Cure to make. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm gonna play a song by my hashtag favorite girl bosses. Um, the Cocteau Twins. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful I was like, artist. I didn't know where the sentence was going. My favourite girl boss is The Cure. My favourite girl boss is uh, Declan McKenna. I don't know. I don't know where that was going. Um, but I'm going to play Heaven... No, actually, no, change my mind. I'm going to play Cherry Coloured Funk by the Cocktail Twins. Enjoy. I think there is very few artists that sound as beautiful as the Cocktail Twins. There's something just so ethereal about their songs. If you haven't checked them out, please do. Um, they're like a big staple on like all of my playlists, specifically my 80s playlists, which are basically all of my playlists. Um, but like just that is one of those songs that if my life was a movie, that's a big coming of age song. You know, it's just there's just something so beautiful about it. Actually, it's such a sweet just nice song to have in the background it's i think just, for any kind of activity yeah, it's, it's it, just it just like, put me so at peace it makes like me i'll light feel, a candle have it, I'll, I'll play it while i'm drawing of that it makes me you know? feel so ethereal like if i could be a song i'd want to be a cocktail twin song anyway actually funny story this morning i was walking through phoenix park it was a beautiful morning <laughs> did this you morning. nearly say did you nearly say phoenix park did you, did you? <laughs> No, I didn't. Excuse you. I did not. You were saying, you, you were about to say, I think, Phoenix or, I don't know. I was, no, not I was like not, Phoenix. I was not. Eve Oberyn, you are completely projecting. Um, less of this carry on. Um, anyway, this morning I was, I was walking through Phoenix Park, um, listening to the Cocteau Twins of all, of all bands. Surprise, surprise. Um, and the weather was beautiful. And I was just really vibing. And then two squirrels ran in front of me. And they were so unbelievably cute. Um, but I couldn't recognise if they were red or grey squirrels. 
think they might have been red squirrels so we don't have to hate them good for them yeah good for them um returning to our instagram polls so we asked our general audience how did the phrase girl boss make you feel and it's a it's a weird split because uh 74 percent said it, they felt kind of weird and 26 percent said that they felt empowered and i guess like that's kind of to be expected in a way i don't I don't, I'm not really surprised, but I'd be surprised if uh, Empowered was higher, to be honest. See, the thing is, I think, like, we uh, we do have to recognise that these kind of phrases do stem from somewhere. They do stem from a genuine place. They aren't just this okay. kind of, like, marketing tool, like, hashtag girlboss that you see in fast fashion fucking yeah. t-shirts. Or, like, hashtag um, feminism. Or yeah. Like, how, how do you feel about the phrase, the future is female? Um... I've never really paid much thought to it, I'll be honest. I think it's a, it's just, it's, in my brain, it's just a phrase. I don't really, I don't yeah, really understand like, what it means. I, 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 I kind of get, I mean, like, they're like, oh, the future will be like, there'll be more women. But like, yeah, I, I yeah, it's one of those phrases I'm kind of indifferent about. And it's kind of interesting how our reaction to girl boss is like to cringe. But the, the future is female, we're like, eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. You know, I think it's how the term is used and what the term is associated. And actually, a lot of people said they associated girl boss culture with multi-level marketing schemes. So for anyone that doesn't know, multi-level marketing schemes are basically just pyramid schemes. And if you don't know what a pyramid scheme is, it's basically one congrats person- Congrats for getting this far. Yeah, like, congrats for getting this far. Like, I'm proud of you. Basically one person on the top, they write a book, we'll say. They write a book and say, this is how you sell a product. And they hire two people and say, you can only sell this product if you do our training courses, if you do our book, and then they pay that first person money. But the only way the people beneath them can make money is by hiring them into that scheme and getting them to buy the book and getting them to buy the training courses and getting them to buy the product. I think, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, um, allegedly, I'm going to put a big fat allegedly, Avon was a very good example of this. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know um, if that's like an official thing. So please don't sue me. Um, I may just. I think be it was more like with Avon. It's more of like a. It is. Yeah, it, it's very much a style that a lot of brands appropriated. Like if you sell products, you know, or and like so basically, what happens in the pyramid scheme if you sign up? Like you will end up having so many um units of a product in your house that you need to sell off otherwise you need to pay the company back yeah you know? it's a horrible exploitative way of yeah, making money like pyramid schemes are very exploitative ultimately like the person at the top does great like they are illegal that's why that's why we hear mlm or multi-level marketing schemes because they're like pyramid schemes but with a tiara on them because they don't they don't want to be seen as breaking the law because pyramid schemes are completely illegal but the thing about it is is that they never ever benefit like the person at the bottom of the pyramid that is literally how they're built to work and most of most of these people will order in like big shipments of whatever product they're selling usually beauty um diet hair care that's usually the general vibe um of mlms and rather than like selling it to customers they will just hire someone smaller beneath them and sell a big lump to them and they make their money back and then that person has to go and find and it's just like passing on it's like just passing on the, it's like, passing on responsibility you know it's passing on the um i guess like yeah it's passing on the responsibility for selling the stock to someone else and by doing so you get to prove that you, so that you are making some money so yeah within the pyramid scheme like you make relatively more money the further you go up but it's still very little in comparison to the person who ultimately founded the scheme and so we asked um our followers actually about this phenomena um yeah last night i asked like because yeah because like you'll see like if anyone has ever been approached you you know the style of the messages where it's like hey girly I, I really admire your feed and you know I, I just got this new business venture and it you know it's it's super easy and you just get to work from home and I've made x amount of money in my first month it's a very like clickbaity sounding message isn't it yeah and the thing okay so I asked yesterday has anyone ever asked you to join a multi-level marketing scheme or a pyramid scheme 
65% of people said no, but 35% of people said yes. And we did get some joy stories. Which is a lot. That is a lot. But the thing is, is that the stories you get, and I know I've gotten DMs, some of them spam, but some of them actually from people I know being like, hey girl, I found this business. I know it'll suit you so well. And at first, like when I was a lot younger and a lot more naive, like it sounded too good to be true. And the thing about the internet 99.999% of times, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Multi-level marketing schemes promise this, like, working from home, you do your own hours, I worked four hours a week and I made two million, that kind of vibe, which is completely not true. They didn't actually make that much money. They made that money from hiring other people to join them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So some of the stories... Jeez, I did not realise we had this many. Oh my god. Someone, <laughs> someone said, DM from random strangers asking me to join one. Usually Americans rather than Irish, which is something I've experienced too. I mm-hmm. like I've definitely seen people in Ireland do it, but I do get a lot of DMs from people in America and they will state like I am from like Calabasas or I am from Ontario or I'm from they'll say where they're from and go, Well I want to expand to Ireland. I always get that, like, we're, we're planning on expanding our brand to Ireland and you are just the perfect girl for it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you are. You have seven followers, Matilda, and your account was made two days ago. I do not trust you. God, looking at all of these stories are actually horrifying. Oh my God, there's one that says, a girl who bullied me in school asked me on Facebook last year that I want to buy and sell weight loss vitamins. I honestly that's that's how you know that you've made it <laughs> you have peaked in life like, when you were that, asked to join an MLM mo- that's the moment where you look back and you're like god well my bully is uh stuck in a pyramid scheme that's karma that is karma for you well done oh my god we should probably do a full episode that <laughs> purely focused on pyramid schemes because there's so many fucking stories on this jesus christ someone said there's a friend reached out to me to get involved in a s- secret cult-like pyramid scheme that operated around manifestation slash law of attraction, spirituality and femininity. And when I questioned how it could possibly be profitable for everyone involved, she said my masculine side was being overlogical and not trusting the process. Oh, Interesting. God. That is all I'll say on that. Interesting. Oh my god. And like that that just shows like kind of the misogyny even within it cuz it's like they're kind of hoping that like and and it does unfairly kind of target women as well because it's like oh do you want to be like so successful and live the ultimate lifestyle? It's just like oh my god. I I actually can. Um and furthermore on this we asked our audience do you consider hashtag girl boss culture toxic? And 85% said yes, and 15% said no. So, like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that that's kind of the dynamic. I mean, it's significantly smaller percentages. Um, like, it's significantly bigger yes for toxicity than it was in the previous poll. So maybe we swayed our audience into thinking that it was toxic, but, like, certainly, you know... I, I, I'm glad that people are kind of recognising that it does have toxicity within it. Yeah, and I think that's the thing I want to make very clear, is that I have I have absolutely no problem. Like, I, I want to be a woman in position of power, but I don't want to be in a position of power. I just want to be in a position of power because I'm there, rather than a woman in a position of power. I'm just a person in a position of power. My gender doesn't come into play. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing, is that I have nothing, I have no problem with women in positions of power. It's wonderful. I love seeing it. It's amazing. Like, seeing women in high political positions, but also being able to critique them, which I think is very important, regardless of their gender. And not watching them, looking at their outfit and going, oh, I don't like the colour of their dress. Because you mm-hmm. would never, ever, like, unless a man wears something extremely, like, out there, you would never come to what a man is wearing. You would never mm-hmm. focus your energy in that. You would instead be focused on what they're saying and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to treat um, uh, women in power in the exact same way. Critique them. Mm-hmm. I like The thing is, I think it's very important to support women. And it's very important to help a girl out and stuff. But at the same time, if I see things I don't agree with, I don't want gender to come into play. I don't want to be like, oh, am I a bad feminist for crit- critiquing a woman? No. No, you are not. 
Like, the thing is, I don't look at someone like Theresa May, someone whose, like, policies crushed generations of... Fa- like, a, like, an entire generation of minors' lives ruined. Like, I don't look at someone like her and go, wow, she's such a girl boss, even though that is a meme, which is very funny to me. Um, But the thing is, and Theresa May, please don't sue me. I mean, that would be pretty hard, but just, I don't know, I feel like you'd find a way. Don't sue me. But, like, mm-hmm. I disagree with a lot of what Theresa May did. And it's nothing to do with the fact that she was a woman. It's to do with the fact that she made some very, very not good decisions. She you was know? incompetent, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, with all of this, there's actually three responses that we got, which I particularly love. And the first one was, this whole building an empire girl boss culture is just women being used by MLL slash pyramid schemes. I love that one. That is so true because it is, it's ultimately exploiting women for wanting to have a different lifestyle or women who are, you know, feeling that they could be successful or business owners and they don't know the landscape or they don't have anyone that they know who's in the business landscape. And so they kind of manipulate them and take advantage of that. And then I also love the um, girl boss culture is overwhelmingly white and steals the ideas of a of, uh, person of color, people of color um and other minorities i think that's very true where it's like it sets up white women for the win the way white men were also set up and the third thing which is like the ultimate like counterpoint to all of this is to me girl boss has kind of replaced to me girl boss has been kind of replaced by bad bitch and i'm here for it and it's like that's true but to what extent can we rely on bad bitch to be a good phrase for feminism you know um because like people have had issues with women referring to themselves as bitches and things like that and i'm personally fine with it but i've heard a lot of arguments where it's like oh well we were refer to ourselves as bitches how can we complain when men uh call us it you know yeah no like i i don't really have any like opinion on the phrase bad bitch someone was like you a bad bitch i'd be like cool i'm a bad bitch it doesn't like i don't i don't really care but if someone also said it to like a man i was friends with you a bad bitch i'd be like hell yeah he a bad bitch like it's also the fact that a lot of like even like insults are gendered like me and my housemates were talking about this the other day one of my favorite insults because i think it's so funny is calling someone a wagon i just think it's so funny it's not like it's just not offensive it's just a wagon like a fucking wagon from a horse and cart but just calling someone a wagon so funny someone made the point Mm -hmm. that nine times out of ten like i kind of just call anyone wagons because i think it's funny nine times out of ten when you hear the phrase wagon it's referring to a female you never really call a man that i think that's a really good point that a lot of like a lot of insults like we really do have to learn our language a lot of insults aren't just gendered but are specifically like female like a woman is called a bitch. A man is called a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. It's insulting the woman rather than insulting the man. And I just think there's something so strange about that. Like, it's just... Yeah, like, like you have... Like, even the phrase bastard does not necessarily mean a man. No, and ba- know, <laughs> a bastard a means... Just a illegitimate child. Yeah, a child born out of wedlock. And, like... Which, again, is a dunk on women. It's just... When you think oh. about it. Like, it's just uh, you know, patriarchy is real. You can't deny <laughs> that. <laughs> patriarchy equals bad, and we we have to acknowledge that in our daily lives and kind of dismantle it bit by bit. I don't think we'll ever fully dismantle the patriarchy. Like we'll still have things that are integrated within our language and you know our our way of being. You know, I don't think we'll ever remove the word bastard or remove the word like bitch from our vocabulary because that's just how we are as a species um maybe in 600 years we will or we'll have a completely new language or something like that i don't know but like humans i was about to say humans have only been around for 2000 years that's completely incorrect um jesus is the word of the lord um no but like we have a long way to go in terms of how we conduct ourselves and how we treat women in society. And, you know, ultimately, it seems like a lot of work. But if you can just, you know, try and discourage your 
friend from joining pyramid schemes i think that's like the ultimate thing to learn from this episode yeah, like, like if you final see note. A, if you see a hey girly love heart text in your in your dms and it's someone you never spoke to from secondary school just swipe and block Look, swipe just, and block just don't just don't join a pyramid scheme that's all i'm asking you to do um that right. is my one request of the day but like the thing is i think as much as it's like great for us to like give out about like girl bosses and you know like kind of make fun of multi-level marketing schemes ultimately like this whole idea of like like the feminism driving us is much more important for people that don't have the privilege that we do to, to be yeah. able to speak out about these things, to be able to laugh and joke and give out about these things. Because like, I can see that some people don't possibly have the means to deny if someone comes along with an opportunity like this. And it can seem like an amazing opportunity. That's not, and like, like, that's not, like, that's not even necessarily what I, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about people in countries where, like, it's genuinely, like, you are censored because you are a woman. And that's the yeah. thing is that women aren't allowed hold positions of power. And for them, it being called a girl boss is what makes them go, that is completely fine. But the thing is, us critiquing these things is very much so that women who don't have the voice, who don't have that, like, power to speak out, and I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not able to speak properly. Um, me, I'm a woman that can speak out. Me, I'm also a woman that can't speak. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's, it's important to me that we understand that feminism isn't just, like, two white women giving out about girl boss culture it's actually the, the system that oppresses like it's bigger than that it's the system that oppresses not just us as white women but people of color but people from like particular like cultures like people who aren't allowed like show their hair it's against sharia law and if you want to cover your hair and that's what makes you happy that's fine but once again that should be your choice i don't mm-hmm. think like i don't think any rules should be forced to police people's bodies like mm-hmm. i think the thing is is that like i'll never shame anyone for what they wear what they choose to wear or what they don't choose to wear as long as it's like decent if you know what i mean um yeah and i mean yeah, I'm, we're, we're talking about you the the guy the gays take it too far at pride <laughs> the gays who wear a bonded tear down at pride we're talking about you. yeah i mean the thing is is that like it's great for us to sit here and be like, oh, girl boss culture. But I think it's very important to remember that there are a people lot of who don't, who don't experience yeah, who don't even get like. the oppor- that, that don't even get the opportunity to exist outside their own homes, which is terrifying. And I like, I think it's great that we we as like an Irish society, and I don't think we're anywhere near perfect, have progressed to the point where a woman can choose whether she goes out to work or whether she stays home. I mean, financially mm-hmm. dependent. I know that's a very, very, very upper middle class thing to have that decision. Um, and I think like we we have a lot of work to do to really like get to the place where we need to be. But it's not just mm-hmm. at home. It's it's everywhere. I just oh, I just reading stories about women's experiences around the world and just realizing how privileged you are. I think is huge. Just, and you know, we are we. Sh- we're actually going to be like sharing resources on how you can be show uh, solidarity to those who are in direct provision on International Women's Day because they are disproportionately affected um, in comparison to the average Irish citizen or Irish citizen who identifies as a woman or as feminine. Yeah, because right. forget within our own country, we are literally keeping people in substandard conditions. And the reason why um, they aren't entitled to citizenship if they have children here um, is because it, the Irish people would find it outrageous to treat Irish citizens this way. You know, at the end of the day, it's like the truth. I think, um, like the thing that, like the thing that ugh, I'm trying to get at, and I don't know if I'm quite wording it properly, is that critiquing these things are all well and good, and it's funny, and it's haha, we can laugh at that, and haha, girl boss culture, and aren't these these things awful? But at the end of the day, what I'm really critiquing is the culture that, like, these like kind of this culture of like many things of many ways of expressing things of our language how our language is coded how gender is coded and how that ultimately builds um to be a kind of atmosphere that a lot of women aren't safe in and i think that's like kind of what i'm trying to get at is that like it's great that we can like give out about these things and laugh about them but at the end of the day we have to be aware that the system that allows these things to happen also Mm -hmm. is 
like allows things like other things to happen which is a very bad way of putting it allows women to be mistreated i think is what i'm trying to get at um and i think like girl boss culture is all well and good and i think if it empowers you it empowers you but the system that kind of not invokes, invokes isn't the right word, but the system that kind of pushes girl boss culture down our throat is also the system that is happy to have um, women and women and children in Bangladesh working in um, sweatshops, sweatshops yeah. in bad like, conditions. Like if you're gonna buy a girl boss hoodie, you have to realize that yeah, you have the privilege to buy it, but there's most likely a woman or a child working on it. For, for no for basically no money per hour and i think um, like like i think we've definitely touched on it before but i think that the irony of <laughs> t-shirts with hashtag feminism hashtag girl power hashtag girl boss made by women and children and, and men as well who aren't being paid thing. properly who don't have rights who don't have any safety in the workplace is just abhorrent and it's something like we will obviously share resources we'll share things we'll share links we always do um, and I could talk about this forever. Anyone that knows me knows that I do talk about it to no end. But we are just at time now. It is two minutes to the hour. So thank you to everyone yeah. who listened in. This has been Are You Two in Love or with Eve Overn and Lucy Holmes. Or Lucy Holmes and Eve Overn, depending which way you like us. Um, this has been a very interesting insightful. episode. Insightful. Insightful. That's the word I'm going to use. <laughs> and I am going to end us on Not Allowed by TV girl.